All right, here we go. Chicago Brothers Bear Show midweek edition on Thursday, August 24th. One week of preseason left. Bears and Bills on Saturday. The Bears going into this game dinged up as possible. Luckily, Cole Komet suffered a scare in practice yesterday. It looks like he just took a shot to the face. But Andre, we have a lot of other dudes nicked up right now. This is a bit concerning because we, I know we talked about it before, but we are really concerned that in order for us to kind of, you know, take off this season, you're going to want to have a healthy roster. We, we have, you know, we've increased our depth. We've gotten a little better, but the core players that everybody was looking forward to seeing on the field, all the free agents and the rookies. And like, there was a lot of buzz at the beginning of camp. Boy, we're, we've been depleted. Like, you you really were thinking, ah, Tremaine Edmonds, ah, maybe. Okay, he hasn't been playing, but everyone else. Now it's like, every. I feel like everybody's out. Like, they, I don't know what, what um, when I was listing off all the nicked up people, but the, the laundry list was long. Yeah, I mean, yesterday they had 20-something dudes not practice, right? A fifth of the roster couldn't practice yesterday. Yeah. I mean, uh, in Eberflus, uh press conference today, according to Kevin Fishbane, he is hoping that Claypool, uh, Eddie Jackson, and Jaquan Brisker will be back on uh, by week one. But that's hoping. That's not guarantee. We still don't know the status of Darnell Wright. Tevin Jenkins probably going to start the season on IR unless both of his calves magically reattach themselves or whatever he did. They need to get some Terrell Owens, Ocho Cinco, hyperbolic chamber action going for that guy. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line now, I mean, you got Braxton Jones at the left tackle. You move Cody Whitehair, who has a club on a hand that he hurt, so he can't snap the ball to to left guard. Lucas Patrick at center. You've got uh, Nate Davis at right guard, who hasn't really done any participation at all outside of a couple days in OTAs. So he's still kind of new. And now you get uh, Larry Borum at the right tackle spot. I mean, there is only one guy who at the beginning of this camp, we said, that's the guy that's going to be the starter. And Nate Davis, I mean, yeah, we kind of projected him to be the starter. But Braxton Jones is the only guy we knew who was 100% locked in uh, at the start of uh, camp this year. And it's, man. Justin Fields, one thing we said we don't want to see happen is Justin Fields running for his life constantly, and I feel like we're just we're doing it again. Yeah, I think they're going to protect him um, against Buffalo, so I think they're just going to try to get some run plays going, you know, some play actions, you know, a couple of quick passes. I don't expect Justin to be in there too long. I do expect to see extensive time with the question mark that we had about the backups, backup QBs. I just don't know. My, I just feel like uh, this is not the time you want to test the offense. But on the same hand, maybe if you don't expect to have most of these guys on week one, this might be our week one starting offensive line. Yeah, um, and I think you got to put Justin in front of that group to get some cohesion, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you these might are probably have, the guys you got to roll with. We might, we might be with this group for two or three two, weeks. You know, three weeks. Um, so it is what it is. Like if they're the starters, they're the starters, and we got to just live with it. And we'll have to see how it goes. It's just 
it, it just feels like somehow there is a the curse of the Bambino and I, I don't know, knock on wood or something, but uh, when it comes to our offensive linemen <laughs> in Chicago, it's, it's like it's really hard to keep them keep them healthy for some Sam reason. Sam Mustafer, Magic Voodoo Doll, did not get taken up. He has left the team. Like we, that guy always found a way to get into the starting lineup, and it was such a shit show every time. Right. Uh, that's luckily I don't, we don't have to talk about him. Yeah. What's fun, I, so to to just tangent off of that for a second, I watched the first preseason game between Philly and Baltimore where Jalen Carter looked like, you know, Hercules out there. And then I realized who was playing center for Baltimore. And I'm like, well, no wonder. And then you watch the next game and he did not look nearly as good. So it's just, it, it was kind of funny to think about. I was like, man, I, I remember those days. I'm so happy. We don't have to deal with that anymore. And then I look at the offensive line now and go, oh shit, never mind. No, we're, we don't, I think they definitely have gotten better. I think they have look, we it's obviously not ideal. It's even it's far from ideal, right? This is like probably worst case scenario is you have one of the two of the projected starters of the five playing. And to be honest, you don't know how well Nate Davis is going to hold up. Um but what the good thing though, Mike is about some of the stuff is a lot of these guys you know who are playing right now are veterans. So even though Nate Davis hasn't played with the Bears, having veteran experience is still important. So we'll see. I yeah, don't know. We're and, gonna we're gonna and, see how these injuries really affect us. I just the one thing that the Bears they have a seat they have a schedule that if they get off to a really good start, it could it could really push themselves potentially to a playoff berth. It doesn't mean that if they go like one in four, uh, they can't make the playoffs. It's just like. It just gives you a bad taste in your mouth because we've yeah, lost you, so much last season, you know? You lose that momentum early in the season, and it's like, oh, here we go again, right? And you don't want the here-we-go-again mindset to start creeping in, um, you yeah, know, early in the season. Yeah, you would hope. But, I mean, look, if you kind of look at the news around the league, a, a lot of teams are getting kind of banged, banged up here. So it's not like just the Bears. just the Bears, like I felt like, like they were doing really good, really good. And then as soon as they got to play with the Colts in practice, it we fell off a cliff. Like I felt like we were just dropping players left and right. So, yeah. And, and at least on the positive side, it looks like all of the defensive starters will be available week one. You know, at least from what Iberflus was saying Edmonds, Edwards, Brisker, Eddie Jackson. Yeah. All back apparently yeah. for week one, at least as of right now. Right now, that could change over the course of the next couple of weeks if somebody has a setback. But at least from that perspective, we're going into a game going at least one of the units is somewhat healthy. Yeah, right? I mean, and you, we'll we'll just see. Like at this point, like I'm kind of like we'll we'll see how much playing time they get. It doesn't look like we're gonna have a lot of some def some defensive starters out for preseason game number three. So, what are you looking for, Mike, to see in preseason game number three? Uh, I mean, I, the easy one is who is quarterback number two, right? And and we we had a whole. If you go listen to the post game episode after the Colts game, I mean, we we had that conversation to death. To death. So I don't want to rehash that entire conversation. Yeah. But but that's that's obviously the one that everyone's going to be looking for. The other one that I'm going to be looking for is how does the running back depth chart really shake out? Because Roshan Johnson's looked really good 
Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman haven't seen a whole lot of action in the preseason, is there a chance that Roshan starts creeping his way into the RB2 conversation or starts to see more snaps as the one? Or do they go to like a platoon more style? That's the one I'm I'm watching. I'm going to give you a wild card. Jonathan Taylor. So do you, what do you think? Do you think the Bears, think the Bears I know, are in the market I, for Jonathan Taylor? And Bears Twitter has been exploding over the last couple of days because there have been some reports that the Bears have called. And I'm saying this. Of course you make the phone call. You have to. Right. If you're Ryan Poles and you're doing your job, you're making a phone call to, to, to the Colts and going, all right, what would it take? If they say it's a first round pick, I say, thanks. Have a good day. And I hang up. Right. If they say, hey, we want either Foreman or Herbert and a fourth round pick. I I'd probably pull the trigger on that deal. This is the I, you're going to have question. to pay them. Don't get yeah, me wrong. So here, here's what's crazy. So now I'm going to ask you this question. So Jonathan Taylor, he, he's he's missed some time over his career. He wasn't that good last year um, because maybe they had a bad offensive line, but still wasn't the Jonathan Taylor that came onto the scene. We didn't want to pay David Montgomery. Nope. So I think Jonathan Taylor is better than David Montgomery. That's the question I was going to ask. Yeah, I mean, obviously, significantly I do better than David Montgomery. I do too, but the question becomes: Is, is he, he like twice as much as Monk? Is Montgomery better? I, he it, might, no, he might is want Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, he, I'm sure he wants fifteen million. To me, it's I. I don't want to make the deal in the sense of the Bears aren't at a place where I feel like they're a running back away from being a contender. Right. If they were, hey, that's the one glaring hole in the whole team, you'll make the deal and you don't think twice about it. Right. Because you go, this is the guy who can help us put us over yeah. the top. I don't think putting Jonathan Taylor into this offense, while I think he could be super productive in this system, especially with all the other weapons on the field and Justin Fields, you're, there's, you can't account for everyone. Right. There's too many variables when all the bears weapons are healthy, but I still don't think it's going to be, it, I don't think the production you're going to get from adding Jonathan Taylor is enough to give up the assets it would take to get him and pay him the money that the, he's going to want. Well, we don't know any of that, right? So there's a lot of depends here. Here's the, here's my take on it. The bears are most likely not a super bowl contender this year. Honestly, no, Right, but they're they, a fringe playoff team. So maybe, at best, well, let's just whatever they are, but they're not a Super Bowl contender, right? But next year, next year after that, they might be. So you have a chance to grab maybe one of the best backs in the league now, and you pay them, and that way you have potentially a back that you can leverage for the next few years when you when you do have a window. You can do that, but. I mean, we've seen just how much the league has devalued running backs in general. I know, but I mean, we got Roshan, who has been talked up as you know the next coming of Matt Forte, right? Um, 
you also you, know, you, got, you got a lot of faith on on players we haven't seen in an you do we seen. but you've also seen a trend over the last several seasons in the nfl where rookie running backs taken in round three round four round five can come in and be really oh, really I'm productive not saying that at all right i don't i don't think jonathan taylor is so much of a difference maker that you look at him as a cornerstone of the team if this is you know justin jefferson or cooper oh. cup you i t- take my money Right. Well, how many many picks do you want? Here's what's funny. Didn't we start this whole conversation by you saying I might take the deal? I might, I I might take the deal if it's Khalil and a fourth, because you do have have to pay him. You're gonna have to pay him. Like so, but at the same time, it's it's, gonna be very interesting. I personally don't think that they're gonna go for go for it. I think they probably have to pay for send out some low ball offer and. They're going to pay for Justin. I think other teams are going to overpay for him because they might be a running back away from making some noise. Um, the Bears, we're going to see. I haven't been really impressed with our running group yet so far. Clear Herbert caught a pass, did a great job getting in the end zone. I've seen him last year, and I thought he was he's quite he's good, he's solid. Roshan Johnson, he looked pretty good for one preseason game. All right, so. Yeah, there's a um, lot of variables and unknowns in that group, but it's one of the groups that we had confidence, on, at least on paper. I know. I just thought I'd stir the in. pot a little. I know. I, 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 I'm not saying you don't make the phone call. I'm just saying you, if, if the ask is like a second or – all right, so here's a hypothetical for you, Andre, and, and I, these are always kind of weird. The Bears have Carolina's second-round pick next year. If that's the asking price for Taylor – are you making that deal? No, it's about money. It's not about the pick. We have asked, we can trade picks, and I don't have a problem with a second round pick next year for Jonathan Taylor. It's the money. That's the, the reason why Jonathan Taylor is maybe going to another team is because of the money. Do you think Indy would want to keep him if it was for a good price? Well, of course, of course they'd they want to keep him, right? He's a great back. It's the money. So the question becomes we have the cash. I just feel how Ryan Poles is operated. He's not going to overspend on a running back because he didn't even keep David Montgomery. And let's face it, David Montgomery, when you look at all the backs in the league, he was ranked up there. Yeah, he had a good season. He's historically been good. It's not... he, Yeah, so what I'm saying is that you could have kept one of, let's say, the top 10 backs for half the cost, and you chose to pass on him. So that just, to me, right there is like, yeah. I think the Bears were even included in the potential suitors for Jonathan Taylor because someone looked at who's got all the cap space. Yeah, yeah. And And that's why we were thrown in there. I honestly I think the landing spot for him is gonna be Miami. Well we'll see. I mean or or whatever. I it's a ninety nine percent chance the Bears don't make that. I just I agree. I just want to throw it in there because um I'm interested too in seeing how the running backs work behind a makeshift offensive line. And we'll see if if I want to see if Roach, Roshan Johnson in particular uh, has a, a, a can he have two games in a row? Because the first game I wasn't too impressed. The second game looked pretty good. Um, let's see if the, if he can start start stacking some momentum in some games. But um, anyways, yeah, I mean it's so you and I are looking at the same things from the offensive side of the ball. What are you looking at from the defensive side of the ball? Pressure. Pressure, I want pressure. to see if I want to see if we can generate the pass rush we did uh, in game one. 
Uh, I want to see if we can maybe turn the ball over. Uh, I want to just, I'm really concerned, not the running game. It is what it is, but I kind of see, well, obviously flashes from these young, young guys we have on the line, but I'm looking to see how many quarterback pressures, how many sacks. I want to see how our pass rush works. Do you know if uh, Ngakwe is going to play on, on Saturday or is he just I, waiting for week one? I don't know for sure. I mean, Iberflu said the starters are going to play to who that starting list is. Well, it doesn't obviously. sound like Brisker and Eddie Jackson are playing, right? Right. Well, they're not healthy, right? And is healthy. I, well, I, I heard he was also nicked up a little. He was on the injury report. Uh, that I didn't see. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's just one of those, like I said, the only guy who I wouldn't play right now is DJ Moore, right? And I said yeah. that in the last episode. He's the one guy I'm like, nah, I don't need to see anything I, else out of him. At this point, if they play and they play one series and pull him up, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, sure, whatever. Get him in for one, great. Um, for me on the defensive side of the ball, I am going to very closely be watching the Jack Sanborn, Noah Sewell uh, battle mm. for that strong side linebacker. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, considering, you know, Edmonds and Edwards have been banged up. And should one of them get injured in the regular season, Sanborn or Sewell will probably move over to that role. That's the one I'm taking a look at. And I think Sewell has outperformed Sanborn so far. Um, but again, Sanborn was the the hero of camp last year. So it's one of those kind of, well, we'll see what he's got. But I, I'm watching that one closely. I also want to see Tyreek Stevenson actually make a play on, on defense that is a turnover. Yeah, I'm looking for Tyler Scott is to see if he actually is going to show up on the offense or make some plays down the field. I'm also looking to see who the hell is going to return punts. That's the, well, I was just about to go there. That's the one on special teams. I, you know, obviously we're, we're confident in Cairo Santos, you know, uh, Gill in the punting position. No worries there. Who is going to, yeah, return punts is going to be a great one. I have a feeling we're going to see. Pettis returning punts, which to me, if he's the one returning punts, you're probably locking him in at wide receiver five, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, right. So we're looking essentially as where where is Bayless Jones going to be on this team? I think either he's returned punts, looks comfortable back there, either makes some fair catches, does some returns. Does he show up on the field with the offense? Does he, you know, with the second string or whatever? But Velas Jones, I think he's on the bubble for sure. Just like Gibson, um, you know, there's some we, – we've already talked about the bubble players, but yep. it, I'm going to just – I'm kind of curious in who the hell is going to go back there and return punts. Because, that's, that's an interesting one. And, and if, if yeah. Pettis goes back there and muffs one, then you know, you it's, it's wild card city. I, I, think, yeah. I, I think the hope would be – you know, and then, then you might see, you know, a guy like Treston Ebner – was a bubble guy maybe make the team because he can return punts right he did it in college yeah you know and, and I, to me he's he's the right now the fifth running back behind yeah Homer. he's he's he i don't know if we're going to keep five running backs no i think i think they're going to keep four on the roster because homer you know his contributions on special teams is way better per, is way ebner. better yeah. than ebner um and we, we will talk about that after the Buffalo game. That's going to be kind of the the episode where we go, all right, cut down day is going to be the Tuesday afterwards. Yeah. We're yeah. going to project out, you know, who who we think made it, who we think didn't. I don't really want to go to the practice squad guys, but uh, 
you know, definitely at least the, the 53, not maybe position by position or, you know, uh, in the exact order. I don't want to name all 53 guys, but we'll talk about some key ones. So a lot to look forward to Saturday. And Saturday uh, is when we officially start our new uh, scheduling where we will be recording our episodes immediately after uh, the game. So they should be up uh, the evening post game and then we will do a midweek episode of Wednesdays or Thursdays going forward. So, yep. you know, much more regular scheduling going forward. Uh, Andre, we are how many days? 18 days, That's 17 close. days. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're almost we there, got, man. And then we're going to be heading to, we'll be in, we'll be watching the bears in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, and so that's going to be a later broadcast after we recover from that game. There's a very likelihood that that will be recorded in the parking lot. <laughs> in James stadium. <laughs> so in the, we'll, in, after, you know, sitting in the sweltering heat in Florida yeah, for, but it, it'll be like like talking about raw reactions. It'll be literally right after the, that game. Oh yeah, we but, might we might grab some other people, you know, some neighboring Bears fans, and, and throw them on there. Hey, so another question is, what's going to be this? Who's going to win with the Bears Buffalo, and what do you think the score might be? It's a preseason game, so I have. It, uh, um, I'm going to say that. Bears are going to win, uh, and it's going to be the solidification of Tyson Bajant. I will take the Bears 24 to 21. Okay. I think the Bears are going to lose, um, unfortunately, because I just feel like there's just too much uncertainty with the team, uh, with our starters, that this is going to be more of a feeling out, and I don't think a lot of our starters are going to play versus – the ones of Buffalo, but Buffalo might not play a lot of the ones either. I have uh, not been Buffalo. I don't think has come out and said if they're playing. Their yeah, or we not, don't so. know. So that's that's a big depends. So let's just say that the ones play each other for a bit. I think Buffalo is going to win, um, probably like thirty-one to seventeen. I don't think the Bears are going to put up many points, and the Bears defense just seems to collapse at the end. They get too tired. Oh, <laughs> just man, give up points at the end. It's a so. rough, rough prediction, but uh, yeah, it is it's preseason. So I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of crap about it. Cause it's, it's the preseason, right? Like it's, yeah. I mean, it, it could be like, we're up 14 to three. It's uh, a, it's a literal halftime, right? Like, and then all know. of a sudden, you know, it's the, the, our third string defense just, we couldn't stop yeah. the Colts, man. I don't know how we're going to stop Buffalo. Like, like the guys who gamble on preseason games, I'll never understand because how – who knows, right? It's so mistake-prone. It's so – You might have to be playing like Vegas vacation rules where like where's the coin and left hand? I right mean, there. the only reason you're doing that is just to give you your reason to f- watch the whole game, right? Yeah. Like yeah. at yeah. that point. So in any case, uh, that is the midweek episode for preseason week number three. You can see find me on Twitter at Dr. Ballologist. Andre is still in the ether when it comes to social media, but at some point it will happen. Uh, Spotify comment section will be open, and then we will see you guys again on Saturday post-game. Immediately we will be recording afterwards, so uh, probably about an hour after the game ends, you will be able to find our reaction to the Bears and the Bills final post-game or final preseason game of 
this season getting ready for week one against the Packers. So that is it for us. Andre, say goodbye to the people. See ya. See you later.